Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. All Things in the Name of Love, Episode 24, Crystals, Community, and Tapping into Nature More Deeply with Brooke Carlson. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Renaissance woman Brooke Carlson. Is a slightly insane, although I don't think so, an entirely enamored weaver of the written word, pet stylist and canine holistic health consultant, Reiki master, and crystal extraordinaire. She believes in living your passion, speaking your truth, and of course, magic. I'm so grateful I get a chance to have you on the show, Brooke. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we've known each other through a mutual friend, uh, Heather Christian Strang, who I interviewed a few weeks ago. And I was interested in talking to you because you have these amazing, deep posts on Facebook and you connect with crystals and you get it. And I just wanted to have this, have you always been like this? Have you always been tuned into the earth or has this been a slow process of getting more and more in touch? Or is there any one thing that that was a catalyst for you? I think that I've always been tuned into the earth. I spent my entire childhood outside virtually. We, I would, we grew up on an acreage, so I would go out. There was a lot of farmland around and a lot of things to climb. And I would spend virtually all my time in nature, sitting in the trees. And uh, we had a pond across the street that I would visit. And I literally just sat in nature and it was quiet. It was beautiful. It was serene. The trees, the grass, the rocks, the water, it was all very beautiful. And so naturally, when I got to be a little older and didn't get to spend all of my waking moments in nature, I kind of felt disconnected from that. And getting into probably my early 20s, I decided that I was going to start digging into uh, the crystals because they put me back in touch with that nature that I was really missing. Mm I made a visit to a local crystal store here in town and we don't have a lot of metaphysical or you know any kind of of stores like that really in Sioux Falls but I had heard about one before it was even on Google or anything like that and it was kind of a hole in the wall actually in like the top of an apartment building and you know climb these these rickety stairs and was trying to decide if this was even a store or <laughs> where I was. And I went into this, this crystal store and the energy was amazing and intense. And, you know, I guess at that time, I didn't really know or believe if crystals had any kind of energy that they put off. My past experience had just been liking nature and rocks and pine cones and, and such. But 
that really like sent me into a delving into like the metaphysical properties of crystals and the vibrations that they emit and just really digging into a lot of that. Mm. So for me, I'm, I'm a neophyte in crystals and I do know that I'll take this one out of my pocket. If you can see it really well. Not very well. I mean, well, it's, it looks like snowflake obsidian, maybe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I just carry that with me because even though I'm not 100%, like I sense it on a very, very subtle level, but I see the difference in when I'm carrying it versus when I don't. Like I feel more protected. I feel more relaxed. Absolutely. and. So it's this fascinating process of, of trying to, I recognize because everything has energy, right? Correct. Getting into the concept that certain crystals and certain stones carry properties with them. How did you get into, when you walked into that store and you felt it, was it like, I have to start doing this now? Or was it, I'm curious. It was so intense that, yes, it was a, I have to dig into this now. Wow. I, I hadn't ever experienced anything like that before. And I, I had held on to one specific crystal when I went in there that literally felt like it was burning my hand because it was so, the energy was so intense. Now, not every experience is like that in certain crystal stores and the way they're set up the vibration is you know a lot more intense than other ones depending on how you know they have decorated the space or arranged the crystals or or what have you what crystals are actually in the store but so they're not all that intense and some of them are are far too intense to where you feel kind of like you're getting knocked on your ass really like you get in a store, you can't think straight, you know, you get dizzy or that kind of stuff. I have a girlfriend that does have some major reactions to crystals and and has to leave stores because so intense that she literally feels nauseous and dizzy and has to, has to leave. But like I said, not every crystal store is like that. I've, I've just experienced a few that definitely have that fuzzy energy to them. Well, you're bringing in an interesting correlation because in my former life, I was an historian and I worked with museums and I would always go into museums and I come out exhausted mm-hmm. and I never understood why. And this past summer, we went to this little hole in the wall museum in Joseph, Oregon, where we spent vacation and I couldn't talk to anyone. I was in there maybe 20 minutes and I felt so heavy because, you know, Museums are usually artifacts from other people, and the energy was just so toxic for me, and I never really understood that before. But now that I'm more awake and, and aware, it was just like, I can't be in a museum. This is so strange. I mean, I'm, I have a background as a cultural historian, and I can't do this anymore because it's too intense. Right. And, and I mean, in every museum either. I mean, like, I go to thrift stores, some thrift stores are horrible and I need to leave some I can handle and are fine, you know, or antique stores, you know, anything with, with a lot of items that have a bunch of different people that have touched them and, and interacted with them and 
especially like antique stores where these artifacts hold on to these people's energy yeah. because they were in their homes for years on end. And, you know, they just collect a lot of that energy from their former owners. So, yeah. This is, it's a pretty wild experience and it's something I never really thought of. But, you know, when I moved into my current apartment, I saged it and I blessed it and I asked for permission to be here. And I did that with my mom's apartment. I blessed it and I asked for it to be open to receive her. And the energy is different. Correct. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something that sounds really kind of odd to people who don't really understand energy. But to me, if I don't sage myself daily, I get kind of cranky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how do you go about talking to people about crystals and energy. I mean, I know you're talking to me and I get it, but how do you talk to people who don't really understand the whole premise? Sure. You know, I think a lot of, of people have had experiences like you and I where, you know, whether they can articulate it or not, they know that, that at least, I guess, they can understand that humans have an energetic field for sure. And we start there, you know, and so humans have energy. And all objects have energy. So these rocks and crystals being of the earth, they just vibrate depending on the location that they originated in and where they're at in the, in the earth. They all vibrate at different frequencies. And so that's where we get the different metaphysical properties based on you know, their actual physical location, where they originated, the place they are in the earth, and the type of stone. So I think I just usually start with, you know that you have an auric field, you have an energetic field. Well, did you know that also other objects have energetic fields? <laughs> you know, <laughs> did you know? And, and just go in, go in from there, you know? Nice. Mm -hmm. How did you get into selling them? Because you have some gorgeous pieces. Yeah. You know, I was at... A point from that first crystal experience at that store where I knew I needed to delve into it, I had a lot of time in between, you know, quite a few years where I was just digging into it, internet books, any resources I could really get my hands on, you know, really just fell in love with the crystals and had been buying them and, and spending time with them. And then for a while, I can't really articulate what was going on in my life, but I, I kind of fell away from the crystals and that store closed. And so I just really didn't have a lot of an, of an outlet or anywhere to, to purchase them locally. So I found a group online that reignited my love of crystals, really. And this gentleman that runs this group, he ended up becoming my crystal mentor. Oh, so wow. he taught me how to, you know, use the Facebook format for my crystal business. And I just loved the community feel of mm his -hmm. business and bringing people together through crystals. And especially if I can get like a lot of local people together where we don't have a, a huge spiritual community in Sioux Falls quite yet. It's, it's growing, but I wanted to be a part of that growth, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of my, my group members are locals and, you know, it's just awesome seeing sometimes crystals are like a gateway to spirituality, really. Like it's, it's the gateway drug to spirituality. 
these, these crystals. And, you know, it's the beginning of a lot of people's spiritual journeys. And it's just awesome to be a part of that and to just that interest. And, you know, once they start experiencing crystals, it's just down the rabbit hole from there, really. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I liked the community feel versus like an Etsy store or something where very impersonal and not not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just, I just love the personal feel of my group and we're there to support each other and people have questions, they can feel free to ask and and get answers. (laughs) So interactive, it's, it's awesome because it's, it's not a brick and mortar store, but it kind of has the brick and mortar service feel of it, you know, or the, the educational part of it too. So yeah, it's really, I love it. I love the, the pictures that you have. And I don't remember what, what I got from you, but I got something really cool from you. <laughs> but it was just because it was, it was like, I was so drawn into it. Yes. Because you were so good about sharing it and talking about the properties and, and it was just a really beautiful experience. And so, so as a gateway for me, how are you seeing that evolve? Like you, you introduce people to crystals. How is, how is spirituality growing in Sioux Fall? And how are you helping that? Yeah. I mean, there is definitely a stirring and awakening in Sioux Falls, the Midwest here. We just don't have the access to a lot of, you know, a lot of the metaphysical or spiritual type stores or there's some here and there, but just being a part of the evolution of my community is like so amazing. I've had a lot of people message me privately just saying, you know, thank you so much for like exposing me to this. And like, my life has been improved since this, you know, and that's where it's, it's more than like making a buck, you know, it's, it's fulfilling. It's mm-hmm. something that speaks to my heart. I, I feel very blessed to help people. I have, you know, even another side group that's a woman only group that helps raise, you know, consciousness and women in, in our area too. So it's just kind of branched off into other avenues. And I don't know, it's just been a blessing. I've, I've been open for three years now and each year, each month even brings, you know, new adventures. So, well, and I know one of your new, your newer adventures was that amazing photo shoot you did recently. Yeah. Yeah, Talk to me about that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a collaboration with my sister and my best friend and my best friend is a photographer. My sister is, she's a makeup artist along, she, she does a lot of things, but she's, she's an artist in general, but she did makeup and hair for our photo shoot. And then um, we had a couple other amazing women that participated and it was just absolutely magical. You know, I brought some crystals. We played with those. It was literally like a big day of adult play. (laughs) That's awesome. It it was so much fun. I was like, you know, I haven't played like this for a long time. We Mm. played, played dress up and then we got to kind of role play and be these wild women and play in the stream and just be in nature. And it was just absolutely magical. So are you going to be doing that again? We are. Yeah. I'm not making the Sedona trip, I don't think, but uh, my sister and my girlfriend are actually holding one in October 
in Sedona. She's from Phoenix, so there. But oh. Sedona is kind of our magical space that that we've gone quite a few times, and we just love the energy there. And my girlfriend and I did our very first wild woman photo shoot with just us two in Sedona in this creek in the canyon. And it's kind of, it keeps building and building from there. You know, we want to do some crystal gritting at the shoots and, and just like pull that divine feminine energy right, right in. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I would love to do something. Well, I I would just be a participant or I could narrate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, you definitely be a wild woman. It's so fun because, you know, getting your hair and makeup done just transforms you into this wild woman, you know, growling and, and just being like your primal innate self, which is Mm. fun. I mean, it was just, it was fun. It was an awesome experience. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Wow. So did you have any of the locals that you've introduced to uh, crystals participating in that? Yeah. Yep. I had a couple of the, the gals were from my wild woman or my wild earth crystals group. So um, we actually did one last year too, last summer here. And we had three different participants from my Wild Earth Crystals group. How so, have you seen them open up since then? You know, it's, it's, such a, it's such a journey. I have seen, I mean, you know, we, we have these baby steps every day of spiritual growth. And yeah, just being able to witness and interact and, you know, just seeing how everybody shifts on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis is, and, and reflecting on it, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I know last year I decided that I was going to be a garden manager for a community garden and I started doing ceremonies around the seasonal cycle. So we did the first, you know, winter solstice and then we've had a spring equinox, we had a summer solstice and I got to get ready for the fall equinox and connecting that deeply with the land and blessing it and saging everyone and calling in, you know, all of the highest light for healing. Every single person in that garden has told me that from last year to this year, it has a different vibe and I'm feeling different because I walk around barefoot all the time, even though the mm-hmm. little wood chips kind of hurt sometimes, Yeah, <laughs> but it's because I feel like I'm getting this more deep connection to the land. And I grew up similar to you. I grew up with a family cabin on a lake in Connecticut. And I was down there all the time. And then a couple life events happened and I stopped going. And there's this whole part of me that just needs to be in the woods. It needs to be outside, needs to have water, just needs that. And I found that that's something that we all need, but we're not aware that we need it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that introducing crystals into somebody's life helps them realize that and like be like oh this is what was missing you know for years of my life and it helps especially in like midwestern or you know climates where you can't necessarily be outside all year round it helps to bring the earth inside of your home and have these pieces of earth around you supporting you while maybe you're in hibernation (laughs) 
due to the weather. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they really help me, you know, especially in the, the winter time, like remain grounded and remain connected to the earth, even though I'm not necessarily able to go outside every day and put my bare feet on the earth. I can hold these crystals and still have that connection to her. So yeah, yeah it's I'm thinking the frozen ground and to fall might be a little bit much. <laughs> I, do, I do go out and put my feet in the snow occasionally, but it's very short lived because right. I stand the, the temperature for very long. <laughs> but yes, I do it every once in a while if I'm needing to feel grounded and connected, but yeah, short lived. Awesome. <laughs> so what, what daily practices do you have to help you stay grounded? Daily practices. I do a lot of like, well, I have like little rituals in the morning. You know, I try to do a gratitude and then I've been practicing breath work for a while and I like to incorporate that into my rituals. It, it, it definitely helps stay grounded and just kind of clear your head, you know, kind of quiet the mind chatter a little bit. So breath work has been huge. I've also crystal grid a breath work class for awesome. that actually really raised the vibration of that that class too so that was fun to play with that that energy yeah, yeah definitely do some breathing some mantras singing has or chanting has been kind of something that I've been playing around with a lot lately dancing I've been playing around a lot with that the movement and of your body and movement of your voice um, so those are some of the the practices that I try to incorporate ideally on a daily basis, but sometimes life gets in the way and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Cause yeah. I, I have daily practices and when it's not a vacation day, I usually meditate in the morning mm-hmm. and it's, you know, today it was like, Oh, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't meditated yet. I better do that because I know for me that if I don't do it daily, I just feel so disconnected from myself, right? let alone my deeper connection to the earth and to whatever other dimensions wish to communicate with me. And there's a part of me that's like, there's so much stuff I do every day. And when I don't do it, it's like, oh, that's why I do this, all this stuff every day. It's not because I, it's not, I do want to, and it's more than a want to, you know, it's like, okay, this it's not a habit. It is a habit. And it's more than that, because if I fall out of it, then I feel so completely disoriented. <laughs> yeah. Disoriented that I, I just don't really understand how to function in the world. Yes. I'm a lot clearer if I can get that me time in the morning, but yeah, I definitely notice a a big difference in my attitude and my intuition, anything like that during the day. I just feel really frazzled if I don't get that me time. Yeah. Uh, as a mom and wife, I've I've gone through bouts where I definitely have not made myself a priority and I've suffered the consequences. So talk to me about that because you know, I have the opportunity to just be in a relationship. I don't have any kids. So how do you navigate that me time that is so critical for your well-being in a mix of, let's see, it was a senior and freshman, 
<laughs> I've got <laughs> I've got a freshman and a sixth grader. So okay, all right. One just going into high school and one going into middle school. Yeah, and then I work. I work pretty much full time hours grooming dogs. So I do that during the day, and then I'm a rock hound by night. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I groom the hound dogs by day, and I'm a rock hound by night. And then you know just incorporating all of their activities and family time and trying to make time for friends. Yeah, it gets to be a, a definite juggling act for sure. Just prioritizing that is very important because in the past I've had bouts where I haven't made myself a priority and, you know, resulted in depression and loss of myself for a while, which doesn't make me a good mother or a good husband or wife to my husband. So, you know, I just basically have to schedule it in. I put it on my calendar, you know, and I definitely try to take and make time for me. This trip that I'm taking coming up, I'm taking it with my mom and my sister. And, you know, I'm like, it's, it's, it's some me time. I need to take it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. How did you, how did you get past that, that innate guilt that we have as women to realize that this is not something you can feel guilty about? You know what? I still feel guilty. I haven't gotten that really. Um, I just know how much I struggle and how much I flounder when I don't make myself a priority. And I guess the outcome from me not doing that for myself is enough to keep me going over the guilt. I, I don't know. I, I try to tell myself not to feel guilty, but it's still there. I mean, <laughs> I know better. Right, right. Doesn't feel guilty, but it's it's still there, looming all of the time. You know, feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm I'm a giver. I'm always wanting to do things for my family over myself, and it just feels easier for me to give. But you know, I have a a coach that I'm going to right now, a hypnotherapist, coach, life coach, and she's helping me overcome some of those limiting beliefs of, you know, that you need to take care of everybody and, and, you know, that you can't receive care from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I'm working on that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's, a, that's an awareness that we all bring because, you know, caregivers, be they male or female have a tendency to overcommit themselves and drain themselves mm-hmm. and not recharge. And they don't ask for help because, well, being a caregiver myself, it's like, oh, I don't need help. No, I'm fine. And then I feel my energy keep dropping because I'm not taking time to care for me. Right. Right. So it's a, it's a, I'm better at it. Although I like if it's by, by the middle of the day and I haven't done it, I start feeling guilty that I have to put time aside in the middle of the day to do something that I should have done in the morning. But I do know, like, I've got to the point where Stephen was like, you haven't meditated today. Yay! You know that this is important. <laughs> and he recognizes that you are a more pleasant person, probably, when you, <laughs> when you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that, yeah, my husband is, is starting to catch on to that, too. That, you know, you do these things for yourself. You come home and you are, like, rejuvenated, you know? And so you have, like, a spark, you have energy, you're joyful, you know, and, and our partners want to see us like that. They want to see us joyful and, 
you know, full of energy. And yeah, so I think that he definitely is recognizing that and the need for that. So awesome. Yeah, definitely. Hey. Yeah. So grids, tell me about grids. Yeah, crystal grids are a way of using crystals to kind of manipulate energy. There usually is like a generator in the middle, which is like a tower with a point, which kind of draws in that energy that you are, that you set your intention into the grid for. And then you can put various crystals on the outside to help that energy flow and either disperse or even go into the crystal and, you know, go up through the generator. It kind of depends on how you design it. I often tell people not to overthink it, especially when you're first playing with grids. Just choose the crystals that speak to you and arrange it in a way that feels good to you. And then set your intention in it just by thinking of what you want to achieve or what you desire around making the grid. Say it's like peace within my household or, you know, even you want to make a grid to attract your or soulmate or anything like that you can have the intention behind it set up your grid and then it's supposed to heighten the intention of what you have in mind so you can set it up and and leave it up for you know however long feels right and it's just supposed to help carry that hold that space for that intention and carry that you know throughout your environment or even just help support you in your daily life so I'm going to be bringing some of my crystals. I haven't chosen them yet, and I don't know what my intention will be quite yet, but I'm going to bring some crystals on my my trip coming up here next week, and I like to set up the grids some someplace in nature when I'm traveling. I often bring just a small little pocket full of stones to make a grid out of, and I think it just helps me connect with that, the land in that space that maybe I haven't been before. And also kind of helps me bring some of that energy with me and, and bring it home with me. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I, I, cause I, I think I mentioned to you that I'm going to be starting a weekly, like in- holding space for intentions mm-hmm. to different parts of the planet. And I hadn't thought of a crystal grid, but I think that might, because we're going to have the, like the Lynn McTaggart power of eight intention setting, like let's heal the Amazon or let's stop mass shootings in the United States or something like that and have the intention and just spread peace and love throughout the planet, I think is pretty much ultimately we want to send every week. But like, would a grid be able to help magnify that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You may not know, and a lot of people may not know that they have grids on the North and South pole of the, of our earth at this moment. And they use those grids to help like, I don't know, amplify world peace. So if you want to look up online a little bit more about that, I think that's just a really neat idea that at both poles of our mother earth are these grids with these intentions. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, but yes, these grids, definitely, if you build a grid, you know, to heal mother earth and set your intention in it. And if you have, like you said, like a community of people 
also having that intention in that space with that grid, yes, it will magnify that intention multiple times. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely message me and I will help you out if you, you know, need some tips and pointers for creating the grid or what stones to select. Like I said, oftentimes I just tell people to go by their intuition, but then there are also there are stones that you can use like moss agate to help heal mother earth. And so if you want to incorporate some of those stones, that even heightens the intention that much more. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. How do people find you? How do people find me? I do have a Facebook page, Wild Earth Crystals, that they can click on. And then if you want to join my Facebook group, the community that I was talking about, where I actually educate and sell the crystals, you can click on the link under my Facebook page and join the group that way. Otherwise, I have an Instagram account at Wild Earth Crystals. So you can follow me on Instagram. And yeah. Awesome. The way to get a hold of me, the way to connect. <laughs> Brooke, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you being on the show this week. And I hope that my listeners start checking out some of those beautiful, beautiful crystals that you have. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. The action item of the week is to check out a crystal. If you have access to a place that sells them, go in and take a look around. Pick up a few and see if any one of them draws you in. Feel it. When you get home, put it in the sun for 24 hours to clear it or smudge it with a sage stick to clear out the negative energy. Read about the properties of whatever you picked. Just be with it and see if you pick up on the subtle energies it carries. That's it. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine Truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it, yours and mine Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.